Storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I will be other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, it's been like three weeks since we recorded a proper episode of Tales. It's been crazy. We were just so busy and so important in our daily lives. (laughs) But we always come back. Of course. course. (laughs) How are you? And uh, what have you been playing? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I'm recovering from a couple long weeks, but I'm doing great. Mm. Um, What I've been playing a little bit, well, quite a bit of Destiny when I have the time um, here and there. Um, I think that might be all I've had time or given the time to in the past Mm -hmm. three weeks probably because there just hasn't been the time for much else um i oh um when i was on vacation with my partner and her parents there was a time where her family went into the um, botanical garden that's really beautiful and fun and i stayed in the car with the dog because it was too hot and i didn't want to be in the car alone and i had my switch and i played some spirit fair which was really charming and really wonderful and i'm excited to play some more of spirit fair because it's just a really great game when you're this this I they're they're fairly gender fluid, but I think it, they're female presenting individual who like becomes the 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 new effectively Grim Reaper, and you have to like build this boat with like cottages and grow food, and you have to like care take care of these spirits and help them deal with whatever they're going through emotionally before they'll move on, which is really fun and interesting. Wow. Like helping them get over their fears, helping them deal with their anxieties. It's it's and it's really like charming and sweet as well. So. Um, I'm excited to play more of that, um, but I think those are the only two things that I've played. Uh, how are you? You've been playing. That sounds deep. I said, I remember seeing that Spirit Fair, and yeah. it looked really good. The art looked really good in that game. Mm-hmm. It's on Game Pass and Switch, so um, oh, fairly okay. easy to get all of it. And Switch, I played it a little bit on Game Pass. I was like, I really just want to play this. Like, this feels like a Switch. And it is co-op. One of you plays, like, a little Siamese cat, and one of you plays the the, um, the main uh, character. Um, and it's, it's a very chill, slow, kind of relaxing game. Oh, cool. All right. I might have to try that out. Yeah. That's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. Sorry. I, I was just stuck no, on the okay. for a second there. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, also, coming off of crazy weeks, um, I had like no time to do anything, Anything it feels like. Um, so what I've been playing, though, is still Animal Crossing, still changing things up, trying our best, my partner and I are trying our best to make our town as crazy as possible and different from our last town and we still have a graveyard which is a lot of fun <laughs> i love seeing our past our past <laughs> villagers there and i just love seeing i love when people ask about it I'm like oh yeah you know they moved away like, quotation marks with my hands um that's really fun too and that's honestly kind of about it i haven't really had a whole lot of time to play anything lately i did download zelda but I haven't started it yet. I really want to. I might try that today, actually. Uh, my partner and I also bought Unraveled 2 because it's oh. co-op. Um, but we haven't tried it yet. We've just been really busy. So, yeah, besides that, it's really sad to say. I, I am wanting to go back to Guilty Gear Strive, but it's also really daunting for some reason. So I've just been putting it off <laughs> and kind of focusing on other stuff. Um, but I know I, just, I should just jump back into it. But, but yeah, it's sad. It's just crazy time of the year right now. I don't know what it is. It's something in the air. Um, but I feel like there's something always in the air all the time and every year. So I don't know why I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Story guys, we hope you're doing well too. And, that, and, uh, we also hope that you enjoyed our last episode of street fighter part two. Uh, it got a lot of good reception. So thank you so much. I, a little nervous releasing a part two and soon to be next month, a part three, because <laughs> <laughs> this game was longer to write than I anticipated. If you, if you want to make it interesting and you want to make every single fight interesting, it's going to be a long 
story i guess what i'm trying to say here because like i don't want to like skip some story and then go to other story that just doesn't seem very fair so yeah anyway but we had really good reception to that and uh, we hope you enjoyed our uh re-release of red dead undead nightmare because that's one of our favorite episodes it's so good um it's, it's a great idea ryan had the idea to re-release it because we were kind of behind i was like yeah that's a fantastic idea um just our voices in that episode are so good. I remember, I remember recording that night. We recorded it at a, at a night. It was, it was a, a night on a weekend, I think. Yeah. And it was just so funny. Like, that was such a good recording. Good times. You can also, storygoers, let us know what you think about our episodes. Let us know your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also email... Oh, I just said that. You can email us. Did I just say the whole plug? I totally like went off track there for a second. I, <laughs> Did I... I <laughs> you, I, no, I think I, I think you did the whole plug. It, it might be worth doing so. it again, just in case. Yeah, I'll do it just in case. Uh, and of course, storygoers, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as our email, talesinthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. Let us know your thoughts, feelings, and or perspectives on the stories that we've covered or plan to cover, and we will happily share those on the show. We also will send you a super cool Tales from the Cartridge sticker, and I will say this, Ryan, we got a sweet deal on stickers and <laughs> we may or may not have 10 holographic tales in the card stick cartridge stickers and so make sure i get them to you too because they're super cool and store goers uh, you know these. if you write in and we will throw one in randomly into someone's uh mail when we send it to us they have a really cool tales in the cartridge holographic sticker they're super duper cool they stick out on water bottles in the best way possible and, and awesome. at Starbucks's and, <laughs> and any place with polls that you can put stickers on. But today, Ryan, is a fun episode. Uh, this game is a game that I never had experience with. So when it came, when I kind of found it online, I was doing some research. Like, oh my God, this would be hilarious to cover. And that game is Superman. The New Adventures of Superman is what the actual title is. Superman, The New Adventures of Superman. On the N64. Uh, <laughs> and Ryan, <laughs> you have... Some uh, background yeah. information for us. Would you share that? I'd be happy to. So, uh, oh. like you said, this is for the N64. It came out in North America May 31st, 1999. And in Europe, um, and I'm assuming the rest of the world, using the two dates I saw, mm-hmm. July 23rd, 1999. Maybe, maybe Japan and the rest of the world didn't want it. Um, it was developed and published by Titus Interactive. Um, and the director was Rob Stevens. And there are a couple other names, important names, um, but this, these are Rob Stevens as the director was the main person I found. As far as background, a lot of the background information I find was just kind of describing why this game is the way it is and exists in such this weird state. Um, and there are a handful of reasons. Um, the development for this game began in 1997, so that's a two-year development. Um, and it was immediately hampered um, by the constraints between Titus and the license for this that Warner Bros. and DC Comics gave them. They didn't leave a ton of room um, for them to polish the gameplay or get it to where they wanted to do, just because timeline, it took so long to get the license and negotiate all of the characters that they just didn't have a lot of time. It did show up at three E3s, and it received like some pretty good coverage at those E3s. Um, when it was originally released, it had pretty strong sales, Um and some good positive consumer reception, but almost immediately the critic negative, uh, the the critic reviews came out, and it is still considered to be one of the worst reviewed games that has ever been made. Um, it was technically flaw, uh, it was full of technical flaws. It was repetitive. Um, it had this because of the constraints that are in that were on the N64 with the charge grade has this really bad dense fog where you cannot see 
where you're going because they just they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Um, like I said, this game lasted about two years for development. Um, the initial plan was for it to be kind of like this Tomb Raider style 3D open world action adventure um, where you kind of are this superhero and get to do all these really exciting things and they were hoping to push the NC4 to its limits. Um, having you fly and flight and use your superpowers all over this world. Um, but it was, it, it just, N64 couldn't do it. And then they say, and they say less than 10% of the original design was implemented in the final product. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. And, um, however, this, even though it was this kind of overambitious concept, um, a few days after the deal with um, Warner Brothers and Titus was made, uh, the Warner Brothers licensing team changed hands. And it, the team felt as though they just hated them. They did not want them to be successful. They thought EA or a larger studio would be able to like produce a better quality Superman game than what Titus could could give them. And um, the licensors originally wanted they wanted this to be like a SimCity like game where Superman was the mayor and you would like manage instead of this action game. But Titus said, "No, we're not doing that." And then it kind of went back and forth, and um, it continued to be kind of a really tense um, relationship. And then there were some other mandates by Warner Brothers um, with this, making sure that Superman was seen as a good hero. He had to be seen in good light. So they couldn't have removable doors or breakable walls. Um, the game had to be set in a virtual world because Superman wouldn't hurt real people. Um, mm-hmm. And all of these other very weird things that really put the developers in a, in a, in a tight spot. Um, and I'm sure, like, it sounds like there was a bunch of stuff going on that made this just a not very good game unfortunately but yeah a lot, a lot of a lot of moving pieces there and a little bit kind of the challenge when you're working with a, a property that's already well known and, and when folks back in the day in the 90s late 90s and this this game was actually made based on the popularity of the animated series that was out um yeah. so they, they that was kind of the tie-in there is, is superman was gaining popularity through the animated series so titus was like which i believe is a french company um wanted to kind of make a game, you know, capture some of this hype and excitement and it ended up being a bill mess. Yeah, that sucks too. Like I think and then they tried to explain away some of these these flaws that the game has. Like, so like the fog. I was reading about how like they would call that kryptonite fog and you couldn't really get too far away because the you know, kryptonite is so that makes him weaker and um yeah, it's just a huge mess and it sucks too because like they had a lot of good ambitions a lot of good ideas and we see it a lot especially too with like movies and licensing and how uh the companies that have the, the hold the license to these properties can just really put a, a, a damper <laughs> on these these developments for these games or these movies or these tv shows whatever it is they really really set them back so Maybe we got the Snyder cut, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's cool or not, but um, <laughs> Ryan, do you have any memories of of Superman, the new adventures of Superman for the N sixty four? So the, no, the only the only thing I know about this game is that it's a very bad game, and I only know that not from <laughs> playing it, but from like hearing about it. Like over the years, you'll have like the top ten worst games ever made, and like if ET for and the Super Nintendo or whatever, Nintendo. and like yeah. Superman sixty four, like these two very bad games. Um, but that that is the extent of my knowledge. And what about you? You're you're kind of a, a not necessarily a Superman, but a DC fan. Yeah, definitely. And I, I I always remember seeing this on the shelf at 
Shop and Save, which is an old store now called Hannaford in New England. If you if you live here, you'll know it or ever lived here. Um, I always remember seeing it for like uh, in the rental section of the store or Blockbuster or whatever, and just never picking up because I just thought I had other things that I could play like Zelda or Mario, Star Fox that just seemed way more interesting than than playing Superman. And I was more of a Batman Batman kid anyway, like every kid pretty much. Um, I always think it's weird to be like Superman more than Batman. I, I question your, uh, I mean, whatever, each their own. Um, but no, I had no experience with this. So when actually when I was writing the script, I was very surprised. I had no idea it was like this. I, I just, it's inter- and it's interesting. I think I'm, I'm curious at the end of our script when we talk about this game, uh, how, if we can compare it to Spider-Man 64 and what we thought, because I feel like, one, it's so funny because of how bad we, not bad, we, how much we bashed Simon 64 because it was hilarious, right? It was kind of stupid and funny and dumb, but just wait <laughs> until we get to this story uh, and you will uh, see, we'll, we'll compare, we'll just compare. <laughs> it's really funny though. Um, yeah, so I, and I want to say this right now, I'm going to say this probably throughout the whole story I don't want the story goers to think I went easy on this or was like cutting corners i tried to make this as close to the game as possible while while also writing a cohesive story um so please just remember that (laughs) these choices are not mine (laughs) all right so i guess without further ado we will start our script in short time your fate will be sealed superman the emotionless voice of one of superman's arch enemies Brainiac said in a cold and confident tone. Our story begins in an advanced facility owned by the evil genius Lex Luthor. Luthor stands at the bottom of a ramp that leads to a swirling blue portal. Standing right outside the portal are the irreplaceable friends of Superman, the happy-go-lucky Jimmy Olsen, the intelligent Professor Hamilton, and the reporter that always gets her story, Lois Lane. All three were forced to stand right outside the blue portal, seemingly constructed by Lex Luthor himself. Lex smiled as he watched Superman's friends waiting desperately for the hero to come and save them. You will never find your friends in this virtual world. Lex knew Superman could hear him using his super hearing. As the hero smashed through the facility's roof, he and Lex watched as as the blue portal swirled faster and faster and pulled the superhero's friends in. Superman quickly flew into the blue portal after them, desperately trying to save them. Lux's smile never left his face as he watched his caped enemy enter into his virtual world. Superman was blinded by a bright light as his vision returned and he found himself in Metropolis. But he quickly realized something was off as the voice of Lex spoke as if God himself was speaking from the heavens above. If you want to save your friends, solve my maze. Large virtual rings virtualized in the air as Superman felt more irritable. Lex was toying with him, and he had to put a stop to it. There's no time to waste, Superman said bravely. He began to fly through the large floating virtual rings as they led him through the virtual landscape of Metropolis. It felt eerie to Superman as he flew through the empty city. As he made it through the last ring, he noticed people virtualized into the world walking down the street. 
at the same time, two newly virtualized cars came from nowhere, speeding at the virtual citizens. Lift the two cars before they rush the innocent people. Lex commanded Superman. Superman quickly flew down and picked up the first car. He turned it on its back as he flew to the right and followed suit with the other rampaging car. As he finished, Lux's voice came over again. If you want to save your friends, solve my maze. Lex demanded again. More large rings virtualized into the world for Superman to fly through. He knew Lex was playing with him, but he had to continue in order to save his friends. Lifting off the ground, Superman gracefully continued to fly through the enemy's virtual world. As Superman noticed the end of the rings, he could see three tornadoes rapidly spinning throughout the city. Lex's voice echoed throughout the world again. Use your super breath to blow the three tornadoes away. For virtual tornadoes, they spawn with ferocity and intensity. Taking a deep breath, Superman used his super breath against all the tornadoes to counteract their spins and end their carnage. More virtual rings appeared, and Superman already knew what he had to do. Alright, we're going to stop right here. That's the beginning of the story. Right, this is not a long game, I'll be honest with you right now. Um, so Ryan, <laughs> what yeah. is your... what? So I was surprised. I didn't realize this when, until I started writing the script because I never played this game. As, and neither did you, right? Like we just right. talked about. But this whole game, like you mentioned in the background info, takes place in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. And Superman has been tasked already to save virtual people uh, from virtual rampaging cars as well as virtual tornadoes through a right. virtual city that's not really inhabited by anybody. Right. Uh, what is your thought on the use of a virtual world for Superman especially? Yeah. Do you feel like it's a good setting for a hero like Superman? Or like, what is your, what's your thought process on it? I mean, I, on it? I, I think like my feelings have always been the only way you make Superman interesting is put not him in danger, but other people in danger, and the tension comes from him having to save those people. Yeah. That is a little bit lost in that it's virtual, and that if he just like took a second, was like, none of this is real. Why? Why do I have to do any of this? Just you know what I mean? Tell me. I, that kind of pull, takes away from that yeah. because like there are no consequences. Like no one's life is lost, and either so either Superman doesn't understand that, or he thinks he has to play along in order to save his friends. I guess. Um, my initial thought is like, why is Lex telling Superman how to do all these things? Like, is he studying Superman to like learn something about him? Is he making him like, why is he forcing him? Why does it seem like he's almost like helping him, telling him what to do? Which yeah. I'm, maybe I'm giving it too much benefit of the doubt thinking that there's like some <laughs> master plan here where he's on like study Superman and like learn how to defeat him or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I certainly think the virtual world piece takes away from it. I think that is the way you make Superman interesting, is you not put him in danger, but people around him in danger, and that's where the tension comes from. Yeah. I don't think this necessarily achieves that, because it's no one's actually in any danger, except his friends. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I will be up front to you, like, when, it's, like, when you get the instruction, like, use your super breath to blow the tornadoes away, like, it's kind of just thrown at you, like, in the same way that Lex is talking to you, so it may not be Lex mm-hmm. actually saying it in the game, technically, but it's like, why would he save why would he stop these tornadoes unless he was told he had to like it just doesn't make yeah, any sense yeah that makes sense you know? i so, think that's a good a yeah good change. it made it made more sense for lex to be toying with him mm-hmm. in this virtual world yeah because that's what lex does um 
so yeah, it's just super interesting. And you'll kind of see more. It was very confusing um, later on when we kind of meet more of the characters if they're actually real or not. But we do know that Lois, Jimmy, and Professor Hamilton, who I never heard about before before this game, um, uh, are real. We know that they are real for sure. So we'll kind of get to know who is real and who's not real. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting because like, I would like to think, so Superman is, is what makes Superman so interesting is like you're saying, Ryan, he wants to save everyone. He's very compassionate. Um, and I would like to think though that Superman can differentiate before, between real people and virtual people and not having to save virtual people for the sake of saving some, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just seems too much. Like then it's like, okay, now we have a problem. Like now you are saving virtual people and putting yourself in danger. And this is like, I mean, quote unquote danger. I don't even know if this is actual, you know, it's just, it just seems like a weird situation. Like you're Superman yeah. just, and this is not real. Just bust through everything. <laughs> like find your friends, destroy everything, find your friends and like, just get on with us. Right. So I don't know. It just seems kind of funny to me. Cause like, I imagine Superman can kind of, you know, pick up where everybody is pretty fast and just do what he needs to do to get through this. But then again, you have a, a you know, super, super boring game. More yeah. boring than this game is already thought to be, so that, that'd be something. <laughs> I mean, if, like, the strategy of Superman was, like, okay, the, he, Lex is simulating this world. If I destroy the simulation and that causes this to all fall apart, then that's a really fun game where you're Superman destroying Metropolis to, like, get, yeah. you know what I mean, to break the game. That would be very fun. Um, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, right, not Superman, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And I can see probably what's where DC and Titus Interactive probably butt heads. Yeah. I see where DC's coming from. It probably is very scary to thought of Superman having some some product of Superman where he's killing people, innocent people. <laughs> that goes against everything that he's. That's what people do when they have games, right? Like they, yeah. I mean, not for everybody, but I think that a lot of people like to live a life that they could never normally live in a game. Like, geez, anyone that's played GTA, and you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> all the poor prostitutes. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that word. <laughs> this is a Superman game. Uh, all the poor people that you've killed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't look that word up. All right, we should probably continue the story before I say too much. <laughs> As Superman passed through the last ring, he was teleported to a new virtual setting. Metropolis disappeared as a new virtual setting took its place. A virtual facility controlling the Metropolis Dam virtualized around the hero. Running through the facility, robots tried to stop Superman. Their lasers were stronger than Superman was expecting, with them being able to knock him down onto the ground. Now knowing what they were capable of, Superman used his super speed to get in close, as a single punch was enough to destroy them. Throwing a robot into a resting box to the side, he found a green disc floating in the air. Superman grabbed it as he read the disc that was labeled Access Code. He flew back to the room where he had started in and entered the access code, which unlocked the main floor of the facility. As Superman entered, he found one of his enemies, Mala. Mala was a Kryptonian that did not see eye to eye with Superman in the past. She <laughs> stared at him as he floated to her. You're too late, Superman. You'll never stop the bombs without the help of the damn workers. That, and I've hidden them in a secret cage deep underwater. If you smash the door with your super strength, they'll drown. Give up. In less than an hour, Metropolis will be underwater. Mala walked away confidently as Superman flew forward to the next room, desperate to stop the bombs and find the dam workers. He flew into the water reservoir, destroying robots along the way. 
As he searched through the water, he found the cage Mala referred to, to find the way and found a way inside. He ran through it to find the dam workers as one frantically ran up to him. Thank goodness you're here, Superman. That mad woman placed a bomb in each turbine room. If they go off, Metropolis will be swallowed by the flood. You must disarm those bombs. Here is the access code for the main computer. It will open the pressure doors to the turbine rooms. Hurry, Superman. Superman left the metal cage and began to search the waters of the dam to find the bombs. He could hear the beeping of the bombs resting throughout the dams of the super hearing. As he searched underwater, Superman ran into Mala once again. So you saved the workers. No matter. You still have to solve the rest of my puzzles, or the bomb will tear the dam apart. Robots appeared from behind Mala as she and Superman fought one another. Going around her, Superman destroyed the robots as he continued to have his super-powered fight with Mala. Her strength was considerable, being that her origin was that of a Kryptonian. But she wasn't strong enough as Superman knocked her out cold and continued forward to stop the bombs. He found the computer to open the main generator and flew in to find the bombs resting on the turbines. With a huff and a puff, Superman blew his ice breath on the bombs to disarm them and save the dam. Okay, quick discussion time. There's a lot of discussions in between these these, <laughs> these segments of the story. I did use huff and puff. It seemed correct at the time. Yeah, no, I, I think it's and... right. I think it's right. <laughs> Just like it's, it's a little bit silly that he's disarming bombs by making them very cold. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just find it so interesting that, so these dam workers are not real, uh, is what my take is, right? This is a virtual world. Unless they really connect real dam workers and put them into a virtual world, I, I guess it's possible. Yeah. But, for, and, and I was assuming, going into this story, that Mala, this this apparently known villainess, or supervillain in DC Comics, I assumed that she was also virtual. But she's not. She's actually real. As you know, and that's kind of you kind of need to know that. That's what I was under the assumption of that everybody is virtual, but Superman and his friends. No, that's not the case. Um, but yeah, so she's real, and we'll kind of learn. I'll make sure everyone knows who's real and who's not real. That's what I've gotten from this story. Um, but it's so interesting that Ma's like, if you go into that cage, you'll kill all the dam workers. And it's like they're virtual, right? Like, is this this is weird? Like, you know, why can't we just open this hall and just? Or like, Superman can hear the taking of the bomb. Which, granted, you can't actually hear the taking of the bomb in the game. I had to put that in there because, like, literally Superman's just flying around, searching everywhere through this <laughs> facility. And it's taking forever. And it's like, all right, this makes no sense. Like, he would literally hear that bomb and go to it. Like, it's just, again, it just doesn't make any sense for Superman, unfortunately. Because it's hard. Superman's overpowered. He's, like, super overpowered. Like, and it's just, it's hard to constrain someone that is capable of doing so much. And so, I don't know. That's why I feel like Batman Arkham, granted this is a long time after <laughs> Superman 64, um, did it so well because Batman is, you know, he is not this god. He is immortal and he has to kind of go around these constraints that make sense for, for, for Superman. He could just bust through this whole dam. He, who cares if, if Metropolis is flooded? It's virtual. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> There's no stakes here. I don't yeah, understand. That's, like, none that's... of his friends were, Yeah. That's, that's part of the challenge, right? There are no stakes. There's no tension because no one is in any danger. Unless, like yeah. they said, your friends are in Metropolis and they'll be drowned by the flood. Like, yep. okay, then there's, like, a reason to do so. To, like, get in there and save them. But without that, it's you're just making Superman do chores. Like, right? He's just doing things because. Yeah. Um, 
and because this is a game, right? But they haven't quite figured out, or they have in the game in the context of this game, they haven't figured out that they still need that tension, even though this is a game. It is just not fun just to fly around because there has to be some like reason. So, right, right. It's just yeah, it's just to add more stuff to a game that probably doesn't need that stuff. It's quite honestly, if you took this section out of the game, if you took this this part of the story out of the game, it would actually be a better story. I think yeah. personally, yeah, and, and like. It would be, it wouldn't be hard to solve, right? Like you just have a line of Lex saying, "Superman, you have to do this in order for me to let you find your friends." Like if you don't, yeah, you know what I mean. Go through this silly thing that I'm asking you to do. I'm not going to let your friends go. I'm not going to find friends. Like that. That's all it would need, right? For this to like right. make sense in the context of the game is Lex is asking you to do this so that for whatever reason that Lex seems to have made up. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's such a rag on this a little bit, but it doesn't it doesn't you know. I imagine it, it, and actually I'm glad Ryan you said in the background story that uh, background information that like only ten percent of this game made it into the final product of what they had planned, and that makes sense. I feel like this probably had more to it, and only a small amount actually went in because this feels this just feels super weird and out of place and doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, so I'm very curious what the original plan was for this part because I feel like there was more to it. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, yeah. and it's I very think, nice. Like, re- Go ahead, in sorry. that, like, in that ragging on or in that, like, dissecting this, like, we're we're it, we're doing so because we've explored good game stories and what makes a good game story. And the reason this isn't is because of this, this, and this. That if they were able to, you know, reintroduce, it might be a better story. Um, so I think yeah. there's still some value. In Maybe not tied to the developers, but I'm sure they've they've heard much worse things. Oh, yeah, I'm sure too. And it's not like we're all, we want to rag on them, rag no. on them for the sake of being mean. It's right. just pointing out the the story, the the weird story points that don't make a whole lot of sense. I feel I really do feel for them. If anyone actually yeah. like from Titus Interactive did listen to this, I don't want them to feel like we're bashing on you. Like it's just uh, it, it's crazy how I'm sure they had a much more cohesive story, but because of the whole licensing stuff, it got chopped up and put in different pieces here. So like. You know, and it's hard. Superman is a hard character to write for, I feel like. Of all superheroes, I feel like Superman is probably one of the harder ones. Because he's just... Like you said, right? If you're not putting him in a difficult situation involving multiple people he cares about, then it's not very interesting, right? Because if, if he didn't care about anybody, then he would just be this, you know... Probably Dr. a Manhattan. horrible god. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. A selfish blue guy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's probably the reason why there has not been a good Superman game, right? Like, no one has cracked yeah. this code yet. Um, yeah. No one has, has gotten there, at least to my to my memory. I mean, I think, like, Injustice was interesting, but I don't think that was... Um, yeah. That wasn't but then, and then Even then, yeah, yeah. Well, even then, like, you know, it's, it was a good fighting game, but then Superman can kill all the cast. <laughs> you know, like, you had to make it, yeah. like... You know, like it's hard, and like and I think there's a reason. Like Rocksteady, the, the developers and and uh, for um, Batman Arkham series, uh, there was a huge rumor for a long time that they're making a Superman game or a Justice League game. Where now it's known that they're making a Suicide Squad game. But I think there's a reason why Superman is the bad guy. It's easier to make Superman. Yeah. Spoilers if you haven't seen the trailer for it. There's not, you know, like this is a release trailer for a while ago. So, but I think there's a reason why you make Superman the bad guy rather than the good guy. Because as a bad guy, it makes way more sense why he's more capable. Like it, there's less constraints and, and and more clever ways for the normal characters you're playing as to kind of figure out how to counteract that 
As if you're playing as Superman, I think it's pretty easy just to like wipe them out. But we'll see. I don't know. Maybe Rocksteady has a better idea than I do about how to make Superman interesting. But the idea of making a bad guy is quite interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think we'll ever get a good Superman game, right? It's it's gonna be very hard. I I don't know how you yeah. do it. I don't like I don't know how you make like like because traditionally a superhero game is like an open world. I mean, the good superhero games are like these open world. Or somewhat open world games like Arkham Asylum and Arkham, the Arkham games, the Spider-Man games, Infamous, um, Infamous, yeah, like these games where you have like this world where you have to like save people in that world. But again, it's because those characters have restraints on them, and certainly you could put Superman in like these increasingly tense situations where he has to like get to the other side of the city. But like Superman has so many powers, I don't even know how you implement them in a meaningful way. I think you'd almost yeah. have to do like a. Um, a young Superman, right, who doesn't have all of his powers yeah. or doesn't isn't 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 in tune with all these things. Then over the course of the game, maybe you get those powers, and like at the end of the game, you're fully formed Superman and you're fighting like you. But either that the only way I think you could like maybe set that up in any kind of meaningful way. Right, right. I just feel like the people the reason why people identify Superman is because he's so nice and he's so caring when he doesn't have to be. I think it's why it makes him so yeah interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also his powers just make it so difficult to relate to him still. You know, like it's just, it's a very, yeah. I don't know, Superman is a character I want to like more, but it's just really hard. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's difficult. I hope yeah. one day we get a good Superman game though. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really do. Oh, mm-hmm. what if Titus Interactive came back and just Ooh. made the best superhero game ever, like, the best <laughs> Superman game ever? How cool would that be? That'd be, That'd be amazing. Cool. Yeah. I don't even know if Titus Interactive is still around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. The developers certainly are still around somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They, they do have some, some, some games and some projects. Well, we believe in you. We're probably going to laugh a little bit more at this story, no offense, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do believe. We do believe. <laughs> oh, actually, I had a, a question, too. Uh, so I thought it was a little weird in the story. So we're still in the discussion part. So I guess so. Superman meets with Mala underwater, and they're just talking. Can Superman? Do you know Superman can just talk underwater? Is that a power? I've <laughs> never seen him be able know. to do that. That's a little it. overpowered. <laughs> Doesn't uh, yeah, yeah. And then of course the the fact that he needs these access codes to get into this door when he could just break the door down it kills me. I think it's so funny. And granted. I mean, I you know, the N64 had constraints, so part of me was like, what if the doors can't be broken because they're virtual? You know, they're not realist. You know, they're not yeah. real doors. You, you you need the access. So if that's the case, it's like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Like, but still, like, come on. Superman does not need an access code. He just breaks the door. Like, it's just, yeah. Little things like that just make me laugh, but it is what it is. He just uses his laser vision to, like, cut a hole in the door, right? Like, there's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He doesn't yeah, want to like use anything. his strength. He can use the laser. He can, like, freeze it and then, you know what I mean? There's, like... Again, so many tools at his disposal, more than I think, like, I, I have no idea of all the things he can do, but it's wild, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like a solar flare power, right? Now. He, like, he, like, literally turns like, an exploding sun. That's <laughs> a, another, like, his newest power that he has, I think, like, it's just so, so random. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think they should make superpower, or Superman less powerful, because then I think he'd be more interesting. But whatever. I don't know. I just love how Lex Luthor always gets the better of him. Like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why? He should just stop. All right, off of the story. The damn facility began to deconstruct as Superman found himself in the virtual metropolis again. The large floating rings were taunting him as he began to fly through them. Lifting off the ground and into the air, Superman began to fly through the rings as they led led him to LexCorp. Knowing he was meant to go inside, 
Superman entered to find shadow virtual figures firing their guns at him. Their bullets hurt more than normal but did nothing as, as Superman incapacitated each one easily. As he stopped the shadow people, Superman entered into the only working elevator that began to take him to the next floor. A TV screen resting on the elevator's walls lit up, showing Lex Luthor's face. Well done, Superman. That was just the beginning. See what's next. Superman exited the elevator to find more virtual figures trying to stop him, but again easily fell to the super-powered hero. Multiple TV screens in the room turned on to show Lex Luthor's face as he continued to speak to his arch-enemy. I have my own men of steel, and their mission is to destroy you. Get em! Robotic soldiers filled the room as Superman used his laser vision to destroy them. Superman ascended into the top of LexCorp to find the menacing Brainiac waiting for him. Using his laser vision again, Superman blasted the intelligent foe to the point where he fled out the nearest window. He ran up to the head desk to find letters laying about all over it. Picking each one up, Superman read the letters. From Brainiac to Lex Luthor. The bombs and the dam have been deactivated. Mala is not reported in. We must meet at your office to make new plans. A letter next to the first read, From Metallo to Lex Luthor. Lois Lane is with me at LexCorp's warehouse. Give the word and she's toast. The next letter read, From Darkseid to Lex Luthor. I have the young Earthling, Jimmy Olsen. He will soon feel the force of my power. The next read, from Parasite to Lex Luthor. As planned, I have for Mr. Hamilton prisoner at Star Labs. I'll drain him dry on your say-so. With one last letter, it read. From Brainiac to Lex Luthor. The computer in my spacecraft has been programmed to keep us all in this virtual world. Superman held all the plans for the villains, knowing what he had to do next as he flew out of the broken window behind him and back into the virtual world. All right, discussion time. <laughs> so many discussions this episode for a story okay. that's so small. It's right. um, so now we know the exact locations of all the friends as they have been meticulously put on these easy-to-read letters left out for Superman to find. Uh, so now we know that, you know, where Lois and Jimmy and Professor Hamilton are, as well as the reason why they're trapped in this virtual world. Ryan, it's just, just a poor... <laughs> way to handle this because of the capacity of the n64 do you feel like they could have been done better or don't know what do you think I, I i feel like this is just kind of the typical n64 era way to tell a story um so i give them a little bit of like credit for that oh not credit but just you know i ease up a little bit on them for for doing it this way but it seems a little like stupid to just have all these letters like just thrown out on this virtual desk for Superman to read and kind of know what's going on, unless that's what Lex Luthor's plan is. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, this, this, you know, we've talked about this before. The idea, the concept of, like, these are the four places you have to go, um, and these are your missions. Giving up front and having that as, like, a, a transparent structure, I don't think is a bad idea. I think, like, Resident mm-hmm. Evil 8 did it really, really well. Um, uh, Breath of the Wild did it well. Like, here's the four places you have to go. Go there. That is a structure that works really, really well. But I think yeah. you're right. The way the information is delivered isn't interesting. It doesn't make sense in the context of the game. These villains, why are they writing letters to each other? That just, you're in this <laughs> virtual world. Like, 
couldn't Lex's face just appear and you tell him, right? Um, yeah. There's just no need for there to be communicated in this way. But yeah, like you said, this this was pretty common of some games of that era um, where you, the player is just given the information because they either didn't have enough time or didn't have the ability to communicate it in a way. Like, it's, again, it's always better to show, not tell. But they didn't have the ability, I guess, to do so um, or didn't have the money or the time to do so. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think you can give the benefit of the doubt. It's, it's just it's not ideal. I just love the idea of Darkseid going into his office and sitting down at his desk and he gets his quill pen and he dips it in his ink and he like <clears throat> to Lex Luthor from Darkseid. I have Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> like, I just love the idea of him sitting down and doing that. Like, yeah. like Darkseid is like, I would say Darkseid is more of a menacing threat than Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor's yeah. kind of just trying to prove that Superman's bad and not helpful and kind of just a huge jerk. Where Darkseid wants to kill everything and take over everything. So I feel like Darkseid's a much bigger threat than Lex Luthor. So the fact that he's kind of bowing to Lex Luthor is an interesting choice. Yeah. Or writing a letter to Lex Luthor. Like, Darkseid knows English, which is very impressive for an alien that has conquered so many plants that he took so much time to learn English. It's very kind, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I Thank you, Darkseid, for, for showing that you care so much. But, um, yeah, it's just such a weird choice. And we'll see how weird that gets later on in the game, unfortunately. So... Moore virtual rings guided Superman to his next destination, which was LexCorp Warehouse. This was the destination in which Lois Lane had been mentioned being held by Metallo. The Man of Steel searched throughout the warehouse, destroying stationed robots and deactivating the force field, trapping Lois Lane. As Superman walked up to the reporter, she smiled and said, Thank you, Superman. I found Lex Luthor smuggling weapons in Metropolis. They're hidden here in the warehouse. I'll let you know if I learn anything more. Lois walked away right before screaming for help from down the hallway she had just turned into. Shadow soldiers had surrounded Lois, but Superman quickly dispatched them. He looked around and realized that Lois had disappeared. He continued to search the area until he walked into a room that had become a trap left for him by Metallo. The doorways to the room activated as lasers covered the exits to it. Metallo's voice projected from the room speakers. You are trapped, Superman! Superman flew around the large room and accessed the multiple computers inside to allow himself access to a nearby room. Flying down the hall, Superman ran into none other than Metallo himself. Two punches forced the supervillain to surrender. Go on, free her! <laughs> Superman accessed the computers nearby, which deactivated all the deadly lasers in the room, and seemingly freed Lois Lane yet again. She met with him as he flew back down the hallway. She had learned new information that she needed to share with him. Luther has created an assembly line to build Lexoscale 5000s. It's controlled by a computer somewhere nearby. I'm going to investigate it. Lois noticed something moving off in the distance behind Superman. Oh no, they're back! Please help me! Lois walked away as Superman fought off Lex's shadow soldiers and searched to find the computer controlling the Lexoscale 5000s. Finding the right computer. Superman stopped the assembly line creating the deadly machines. Picking up with the super hearing, Superman heard Lois scream for help yet again. He flew to her voice, but unfortunately ran into a Lexoscale 5000. The two fought one another. The Lexoscale 5000 was strong, but Superman's punches were stronger. The Man of Steel punched through the suit and continued forward. 
he met with Lois Lane again, who was waiting for him. Thank you, Superman. We can leave this dreadful place now. Superman escorted Lois to the exit of the warehouse, but unfortunately ran into Metallo again. The villain was set on stopping Superman before he and the reporter could escape. Superman and Metallo squared off against one another, but the Kryptonian's punches were too much for Metallo to handle, and the villain crumbled. With nothing stopping them anymore, Superman and Lois left the warehouse together. All right, discussion time. I love, so I wish you can see, this is a picture this in your mind, story goers, and Ryan as well. So you're, you're speaking to Lois Lane. She's like, thank you for helping me. This is what's happening. I'm going to investigate more. She, wa- she has her hand on her hip, walks away, doesn't run. She walks away, immediately screams. She's been like, just surrounded by these shadow soldiers. You get rid of all of them. She's gone again. Screams again. You go after her. She's trapped again. Like, every time you allow Lois Lane to walk away, she gets in more trouble. And it's super frustrating because Lois is a cool character in the comics. She's a very confident reporter. She doesn't really like give in. Um, but they just made her so like I don't know. It's just sad that that Lois is just so I don't know. I don't want to say annoying, but just kind of like constantly getting into the trouble. Like like Lois is smart. You're not gonna run off, get captured again, and then think oh, I'll just run off again and it should work out fine this time. It just makes no sense. So. But Superman has saved one of his friends, so I don't yeah. know. What do you what do you think, right? Do you have any thoughts during that whole thing? Yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit slow. Like they almost set her up as like a competent individual in this space, but then like immediately take away from her as soon as she mm-hmm. gets into trouble. Um, and again, I don't know Lois as well as uh, I'm sure a lot of other folks. But my understanding is that she, like she is intelligent and confident and knows actually how to solve problems and get out of situations. And it seems yeah. like they like started to give her that like. She has this important piece of information. She had found out what Lex was doing, and she was relaying this, but then that's juxtaposed with, help, 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 oh, let's leave this dreadful place for me. Like, that feels so out of characteristic, uncharacteristic for Lois. But again, it's like trying to play to that, I guess, hero fantasy that the developers think the players want. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Not into it. Yeah, I just I, I wish that I, I wish they just stuck with like Lois is gonna go investigate and then was not found. It was kind of being sneaky, and while you were finishing off Metallo, that makes way more sense rather than walk, literally like not even joking, not even like exaggerating. She literally just walks three seconds after you save her into another trap and screams for your, screams for help, and it's just like what is happening? Like why? How is this? You know, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I think Lois is a really cool character and she just doesn't handle very well in this game, so. But just wait, because here comes Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> Superman yet again followed the virtual floating rings to the next location in order to save another of his friends. Jimmy Olsen was a young man with a big heart. Superman knew he couldn't let Jimmy down. The floating rings led Superman to the parking garage of the Daily Planet. He landed as he remembered the letter that he had read in Lex's office. It had been Darkseid that kidnapped Jimmy. Ahead in the parking garage were police officers who waved down the Man of Steel. They pleaded with him. Metropolis is counting on you, Superman. Bring us back, Darkseid. Superman flew deeper inside as shadow figures fired at the hero, but were unable to stop him from moving through the garage. Superman turned to the next room as he heard a scream from none other than Jimmy Olsen himself. He was inside the room with robots surrounding him, their guns aimed directly at him. No, Superman. They are programmed to destroy me if you step forward. You'll have to find Luther's access card. It's the only way to deactivate those shadow creeps. I saw him drop it under his black car. Instead of trying to destroy the robots before they attacked Jimmy, 
Superman flew off to find the access code he had mentioned. He flew through the parking garage until he found Luther's black car and the access code disc underneath it. With the access code in hand, Superman returned to Jimmy as the young reporter walked up to him. The robots were no threat now, as Superman had the access code. Jimmy looked up to Superman to tell him more important information. Thank you, Superman. Darkseid plans to blow up the building. He's hidden a bomb in here. You're our only hope. With a nod and a smile, Superman flew off through the garage again to find Darkseid's bomb. He could hear the faint beep of the bomb as it led him closer to it. As he made it to the bomb, he again used his freeze breath to cover the bomb in ice, thus neutralizing it and stopping it from exploding. Now all that was left was Darkseid. As he continued down a long, dark hallway, Superman arrived to find the immense threat known as Darkseid. Superman flew faster, smashing into Darkseid with all of his might. Darkseid was phased, but smiled as he tried to stop the Kryptonian mid-flight. I was waiting for you, Superman. I will destroy you. Darkseid clenched his fist and smashed Superman into the ground. The two superpowered individuals continued to fight one another. Darkseid was insanely strong. He was easily on Superman's level of strength. But the hero of good knew he had to stop the evil alien from winning. With all of his strength, Superman rammed his fist into Darkseid's jaw, causing the Titan to fall to the floor in defeat. Superman lifted Darkseid and flew him back to the police who apprehended the Dark God. The police cheered as one officer approached Superman. Darkseid's out cold. Watch him until you return, Superman. Superman flew off to follow the next set of virtual rings. Alright, discussion time. Why would Superman leave Darkseid with the police? <laughs> He's knocked out. He's not a threat anymore. You don't have to worry. <laughs> I, love, I love how Darkseid, like... Especially if you... I don't, have you watched the new... Have you watched the Snyder Cut at all, Ryan? Have you, I have Are you that, interested no, in that? Oh, okay. No. Did you watch the original Justice League at all? The I new... Like, the, okay. No, I, I but I know Darkseid is like the big villain, right? Who like takes on the whole Justice League? Well, like, no. It's technically Steppenwolf that... It's like oh, Darkseid's uncle uh, that, that fight. But like Steppenwolf's pretty strong. Like, he's destroying things really easily. But Darkseid's even stronger. You know, he's the pinnacle of the strength. I just love the idea that Darkseid, this, this, this planet... You know, controller, destroyer, is just his his big plan is to use a bomb to blow up the Daily Planet parking garage. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Like, it just and he kidnapped Jimmy Olsen, arguably the weakest like Superman character ever. I feel like Jimmy Olsen. Like, it's just so funny that this is the plan. Like, why? Like, why? And this is like the real dark side. This isn't like a virtual dark side. Like, this is the real dark side. He has gone into this virtual world to kill Superman by blowing up a parking garage with Jimmy Olsen in it. It just, it's just. And then when you do not, when you do dark, when you do knock dark side out, you have to pick him up. It's just dark side with his arms to the sides, just like basically dead. Yeah, and then you have keep <laughs> Yeah, and he he carries him through the whole parking garage to the police. And, like, the person I watched play this game was, like, smashing Darkseid through walls and stuff. Like, there are breakable walls in the game. I was surprised okay. that when you said the, the background information, they didn't want that. There are breakable walls in the game. And this dude is just smashing Darkseid through these breakable walls. That's just so funny. And just flying through. Um, it was just great. So, but I just love how the police are like, don't worry, Superman, we'll take care of Darkseid. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, no. 
like the virtual police is a virtual garage. Like yeah. this is all created by Lex Luthor. <laughs> Superman is handing Dark, but also Darkseid has bought into this apparently as well because Darkseid wants to blow up this virtual fucking garage. <laughs> Same with like Mala, she wants to destroy virtual Metropolis that Lex Luthor has created for Superman. It, it is just wild. Um, I love it. I love my, it. I, my assumption must be that they like made this whole story and then WB's like. No, you can't actually put any people in danger. Don't worry, it's virtual. Like that, it's just which is is the only way I think they could have made this work. I don't know how else they would have done it. Yeah, I, but it just it, it again it like takes all of the tension out of everything. Um, so because funny. again, Darkseid knows he's in this virtual world. Assumingly, like I'm assuming, Lex oh, yeah. Luthor yeah. created these <clears throat> virtual police officers that Superman has just handed Darkseid off to. It just yeah. is all so silly. I yeah, I love it. It's just so funny that <laughs> someone's like, "Yeah, you're real, right?" And please, I was like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just makes no sense. Darkseid just passed out. <laughs> oh God, this is so funny. And just like, it's so funny because you, like, I, I was, I almost like thought I missed something. So when Jimmy, Jimmy's like, "Stop, Superman! Don't come in here!" It's just two. I said robots surrounded him. There's just two robots. They're just pointing his guns at him. He's like, "Don't come closer. They'll shoot me if you get closer." In my mind, I'm like Superman could just laser those robots and, like <laughs> super speed, and you're fine. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, he can just literally go to you and and just cut, like grab you and turn around, and their laser would just hit his back, and he's fine. Like, you know, and the fact that he gets the cards, he gets the access card, comes back to Jimmy Olsen, and Jimmy just walks up to him. Like, you know, he doesn't know he has access. Like, he immediately walks up to Superman. He's like, "Thanks, Superman." Like, I was like, "What?" Like, how do you even know that he has it? Like, what? You, like, what if someone took it from from Luther's um, from under Luther's car? Like, yeah. I just uh, yeah, it was just super random and weird. I don't know. I mean, I missed something. I probably could have, but I don't know. I still don't think I missed anything because I I feel like nothing could yeah really be that different in this game. But so. For the scorecard, that's two friends for Superman. Got him. Saving the day. Still zero for Lex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Darkseid is passed out and being held by uh, virtual police. So That's where we're at so far. Um, and actually, I just realized now that Mala, that Superman fought, he uh, beat down and then left underwater. <laughs> so that's not good. <laughs> I mean, granted, it's virtual water, but uh, it does splash every time he goes into it. So I'm wondering if there's any kind of... Uh, threat to that for her but i mean not i don't know that's that's interesting i mean if uh, they can talk underwater the breathing must not be too much of an issue i guess so yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's two friends there's one more to go and we're gonna figure out what to do from there here we go Let's do it here we go <laughs> superman flew to the next location holding professor hamilton the location was known as star labs as Superman entered, he was immediately met with the vile parasite. You'll never find Hamilton in time. The water tank will be filled with water in a few minutes. <laughs> Superman quickly took off, looking for any way to stop Star Labs from being flooded. As he ventured throughout the massive building, he found his friend, Professor Hamilton, locked behind a force field. Professor Hamilton waved Superman to go to him. Punch in the computer code in the next room. It's the only way to stop the water. I'll wait for you here. After assuring Hamilton he'll stop Parasite's plan, Superman followed the instructions as he arrived at the computer in the next room. As he arrived in the next room, Parasite ran at Superman. 
You'll never get past me to punch in those codes. Parasite threw a punch at Superman, who was able to grab the evil villain's fist just before throwing a fist of his own. With Parasite knocked out, Superman punched in the codes to the three computers in the room and successfully stopped the waters below from rising. He flew back to Hamilton. Thanks, Superman. Now you have to catch Parasite in this force field. Superman went back to where he left Parasite as he found the villain already up and recovered. With the force field in the next room, Superman picked up and threw Parasite into it right before turning it back on, trapping the villain. You may have caught me, Superman, but the professor is still trapped. Knowing Parasite was right, Superman went back to Hamilton. The professor instructed the hero to find the computer located above them to undo the prison cell. Superman traveled through Star Labs and found the computer, which freed Hamilton from his prison. The hero went back down to the professor one last time to save him as they escaped Star Labs. Alright, discussion. Now I really want to make sure you know Storygirls. This is what is happening in this game. I, I tried my best to make this as good as possible. Then literally there's so much flying and just repetitiveness and back and forth. Like, so I'm sorry if this is a little boring. <laughs> but like, that's just, that's just what it is. Like, it, it literally is the game. You're going back and forth. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's, it's, it stinks that it has to be this way because like you're literally going back to a lot of times in these levels I'm realizing you're going back to the room you started in to do something important and like it's just it was just so funny I was watching the person who uh, on YouTube that, that did this walkthrough and Superman goes back to punching those codes and Parasite's coming at him and the dude's just ignoring Parasite and just typing in these codes like, <laughs> and just, like, and just kind of dodging Parasite and just typing more codes and then like he like gets to the last computer and Parasite's like annoying him, so he just punches Parasite and Parasite falls like the first punch <laughs> and just finishes punching in the codes. Like it's just like it's just no there's no threat. There's just absolutely no threat and it stinks. Um I don't even know who Parasite is. I feel like I should know who Parasite is. I thought Parasite was a Green Lantern bag. I, I have no idea. I, I've never heard of uh, I've never heard of Parasite or um Metallo, was that his name? Metallo? Metallo, yeah. yeah. I've never heard of him. I've never heard of either of Yeah. I think Metallo's made of metal. I, mean, I don't know if like, his name gives it away, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I mean, made of parasites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> gross, gross parasites. But I think, um, yeah, he's just a he's just a, a body suit of ticks or something. <laughs> oh no, that's the worst. That would be actually a terrible suit, like a terrifying. Oh my though. god, yeah. Just like that'd be awful. Masses of of ticks and mosquitoes. Um, I wouldn't even touch them. I'd be like, all right, you, you win. Yeah, I don't want green. I don't want green. What's it called? Uh, Lyme disease. I don't want Lyme disease. Uh, <laughs> green. Don't yeah. green. Green. I want green. <laughs> don't make me green. Uh, yeah, no. I just say it. It just, again, repetitive. Same old, same old. But now Superman has all his friends. So, Ryan, what do you think? What do you think the main goal is now? Well, it's, I mean, I don't know. Get out, I guess. Um, but, like, why would Lex create a way for Superman to escape? Is the thing right? Because Lex has had has created all this, conceivably um, created this virtual world. Why would Lex make a way for him to escape? So I'm assuming Superman's gonna have to do something to escape, or have to like, or it's gonna be revealed that like this was all part of Lex's plan. He was just watching Superman, but I think that might be giving it too much benefit of the doubt. I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm. Well, I will say this. Normally, I think you'd be right, <laughs> but with this story. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> We're not leaving yet. We're going to stop a virtual threat that has absolutely 
no significance to anyone. Because <laughs> okay. okay. no one's real <laughs> except for <laughs> Superman. <laughs> All right, here we go. Superman flew through the next set of virtual rings through Metropolis. Now that his friends were safe, he knew that he had to stop Lex Luthor from unleashing his robots in Metropolis. They were located in the subway system. As he flew through the subway tunnels, Superman stopped numerous shadow soldiers before facing off against Alexo Skell 5000. Superman punctured a hole through the robot right before punching into the machine and ripping out cables and metal. The robot continued to fight against Superman until the hero ripped the robot literally into two. The fight between Superman and the machine caused a hole to explode in the ceiling above, allowing Superman to fly out of the subway tunnels. He knew exactly where the next set of rings was taking him. According to Brainiac's letter to Lex, the virtual world Superman and his friends were stuck in were being controlled in Brainiac's mothership. Already carrying Professor Hamilton, Superman picked up Lois and Jimmy as well as he flew to the alien's ship resting above Metropolis. He busted into the hull of the ship as Brainiac's advanced robot soldiers began to rush him. Superman set down his friends and took no chances with the robots, using his freeze breath to cover the robots in ice, rendering them useless. Superman noticed a piece of a device on the ground. Instructed by Hamilton to find all the missing pieces, Superman flew throughout Brainiac's ship, fought off more robots and aliens alike to find all 11 pieces of the device. With it fully complete, Superman rushed back to Hamilton to show him. You've located the final part of the device. Activate the computer. As Superman activated the computer, he could hear Brainiac nearby. You thought you found a way out, but in this world, I control everything. You will not escape this time. Superman noticed a teleportation device nearby and entered. He continued to fight off aliens as he traveled throughout multiple teleportation devices, all which sent him to various places throughout the mothership. As Superman searched for the exit in the virtual world, he ran into Jimmy Olsen. Thank goodness you're here. Those robots keep on coming. You must find a way to stop them. I'll wait here. Superman flew further into the ship to find Lois Lane waiting in a hallway. I'm glad Jimmy managed to find you. Let's go get him and get out of here. Superman escorted Lois and flew her to meet with Jimmy as they arrived to find a young reporter blocked by a deadly force field. Jimmy thought of a plan. Find the bombs. Find the bombs to destroy the spaceship. Superman left his friends in search of the bombs Jimmy mentioned. Brainiac's voice suddenly echoed throughout the spaceship. You will never destroy my technology, Superman. Superman didn't listen as he moved throughout the spaceship and found the three bombs needed to destroy the ship. As he collected them, Superman set the auto-destruct sequence on each bomb using his laser vision. With every bomb set, Superman collected his friends as they flew out of the exit to the virtual world. Superman and his friends made it back to the real world and out of Lex's nightmare. As he set his friends down, he took a deep breath. He had been victorious, but he knew the real Lex was still out there in the real world plotting his next plan to end Superman. The end. Let's break it down. So he... He goes to the subway system to stop the robots that Lex was building before they enter Metropolis. And they didn't do a great job because I'm pretty sure they meant the virtual Metropolis. <laughs> right. <laughs> so why do we care about stopping these robots? Unless he was trying to bring the real ro- these robots to the real Metropolis, then we have a problem, right? Yeah. 
But that's not what it sounds like. It sounds like it was like he's going to go to Metropolis. And I don't know. It's so hard to follow what's real and what's not real. And it just made no sense. So then we go to Brainiac's ship. And we don't ever see it get destroyed. And randomly, Jimmy Olsen. So the reason why we mentioned that Superman picks up his friends and brings them to the mothership is because as you're exploring, you randomly ran, like run into them. Like, oh, there's Jimmy Olsen out of nowhere. Why is he like? Why is he here? Or oh, here's Lois Lane. Why is she here? So I'm under the assumption that Superman brought her, brought them to the spaceship to get out of there. Um, it just makes sense. I don't know what the device is for. I think it's to open a door. I don't really know. I, couldn't, I, I literally could not follow it. Could not it was just it. so. It was just yeah. yeah it's just so <laughs> hard to follow. I don't know. Um, so. That's it. And it loses the, the end of the game. The, I want to just explain the end of the game. And I, I highly recommend storygoers, you, you, you YouTube the ending because it's hilarious. You see Jimmy, Lois, and Professor Hamilton again standing in front of that blue portal in the beginning of the game. As well as Superman, now dressed as Clark Kent, the reporter, standing to the side where Lex originally stood in the beginning of the game. The screen is moving back and forth. In a good ferocity, back and forth, and does not stop the whole time. Back and forth, like, like you are just like, I, I don't know, like you're about to pass out and you just can't seem to just go through with it. Like you are back and forth in this pan, and then it goes, "Good job, Superman! You saved, you saved the day. You saved your friends and got out of Lex's nightmare." And then the screen continues to wobble back and forth and pans over to Lex Luthor, and all you hear is. Ah, 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 ah. And it says, but the real Lex is still out there plotting his next thing or plotting something. And then that's it. The game is over. Like, it's not a happy ending. Lex is still out there plotting crap. Like, it was just like, what? It was, it, the, again, the screen is moving back and forth, back and forth. Back, it just doesn't stop. It doesn't yeah. stop. It made me feel a little sick watching it. I'd like stop like, oh, okay. This, I feel a little bit of like vertigo or something going on here. Yeah. This is weird. So that, but that was the end of the game. That was, you just don't fight Brainiac, I guess. He's like, you'll never stop my technology. And, and Superman's like, well, I have these bombs. <laughs> I do have bombs, Blow Brainiac. up the ship. Yeah. yeah um, so that's the game. That's the story. Wild, wild time. Also, like, what, what, Dark Side and all of them are just trapped in this virtual world now conceivably. I, stuck I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, they blew it up. And so we never... I, know why Lex put Superman in there in the first place just to trap him I know it's just another one of those dumb plans that Lex came up with I guess I don't I yeah they don't ever do I just I just I I just picture Darkseid stuck in there and all those virtual police are just headlocking him and they're like you know strong arming him Lex is like and Darkseid's like oh I can't get away from these virtual cops and there's you know I just like it just makes it makes no sense I I don't know I that's the game that's Wow. It only takes like three hours to beat mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing, and it's just that's the game. I don't. I, <laughs> like, I think what's super interesting is that I wish I had this perspective or this context before, because when we went over Spider-Man sixty-four, like we had a fun time with it, because the game, the story in that game was kind of stupid too. But I give Spider-Man sixty-four so much credit because th- their story actually, granted, is, is stupid too, but at least cohesively as a story makes more sense like it kind of makes more sense and it is under, more understandable as what's going on and to the purpose and why people are doing what they're doing and this game and i again i think the story of this game is the way that it is because of the struggles the developers had with 
DC and Warner Bros. I'm sure there's a much better story here. They got chopped up, yeah. and is a, I, I have a feeling this is like a very much a Frankenstein story, so to speak, in terms of just how you know, just how butchered it probably was. So, which sucks. It really does suck at all. Uh, it's, it's, it really does suck a lot. Um, this game came out a year before Spider-Man, so like they were in development wow. at the same time, right? This came out yeah. in 1999. Spider-Man came out in 2000. I don't know, like the month, so it might even be closer than a year. But so there's yeah. not like a t- huge gap in technology there. And mm-hmm. granted, like for the um, N64 version, they did the comic thing, which again, like allowed it to just function as a game and experience to give you that information. I'm wondering if maybe they would have went that route with Superman if you would have gotten more context, even if it was silly. At least it was context. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they're missing here. I think that's a huge part of what they're missing here is that there's no context as to what's happening. It's just, you kind of, again, I think one of the biggest problems that I have is that I originally going into the story thought that every single person besides the Superman and his friends were virtual creations until you kind of realize they're not. Like, these are the real villains that have come in with them to stop, you know, like, so it's just like, Again, like, there's just no context you have to figure that out yourself. I mean, and I could be wrong. I, I mean, they, maybe they are virtual versions of themselves, but as far as I can tell from the research I did and from playing the game, it looks like they're, they're real versions. So, like, it's just a huge disconnect between like what's actually going on and the stakes that are there. Like, the whole subway sequence with these robots are they even real robots? Like, I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make. Like, why doesn't Lex just rule a virtual world then? If he constantly has to fight with Superman, he's just pissed off about it. Why doesn't he just go into this virtual world and just run that? Like, at least get his, like, kicks that way. I it just makes no sense. Why are we worried about Lex creating these robots in this virtual world? It, it, again, like, like you said, it just, it, it, if everything is virtual, it makes no sense, which feels like then that virtual aspect was something that was later in development. Like, they had had a story written out, and they just slapped this virtual piece on it. Didn't yep. have enough time to go back through and, and, and make it make sense. Yeah, if you think about this, if you take the virtual aspect out of this game, it actually would be a decent story. There actually are stakes. If the dam explodes and it floods Metropolis, that's you know millions of people dead. You know, or if Lex is building robots in the subway tunnels and releasing them there, like then yeah, that's huge. That's a huge thing. If Bernie has a ship that's over Metropolis and he's going to do something, that's big. Like, and your friends come to help you solve the puzzle and stop bringing like that. If it wasn't for the virtual reality part of this game. I think this actually would have been a good story for what Superman, the new uh, adventure of Superman 64. With, on par with like Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think it really would have been. I think the virtual aspect, I think I think Warner Bros. really did a number on Titus Interactive with limiting them on what they could do. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that if they had just, so actually in the game, if you play the game, the city, the city is not detailed that well. Like there's buildings, things like that, and there are people that walk around it. Um, but I think if Superman had just focused on, if they had just had fo- him focus on stopping bad guys or stopping natural disasters and not actually saving real people, if there weren't actually NPCs walking around the world, I think they could have had much more free reign to do what they need to do and not make that a virtual game. And if they explained that the, so I guess that the the developers had called this fog around the city kryptonite fog, but they had just explained that. You know, if they explained that Lex had set up kryptonite fog all around the city, and this wasn't virtual, so you couldn't go very far, that would make way more sense. Like that, and then you understand that Lex is really cunning. He has set up this trap for you. He's put all of Metropolis in peril. You know, that's a cohesive story enough for an N sixty four game. I think that would have been so much better. So I think what we need to do now is get 
Warner Brothers to write an apology letter to Titus Interactive yeah. uh, for putting them in such a bad spot. Because uh, they really did a number on this. So, story goers, if you're out there listening to this, hashtag Warner Bros. Apologize <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. Let's get it trending. <laughs> start, a, start a Kickstarter to fund a Superman 64 game. <laughs> I, would love, I would love if Titus Interactive was allowed to remake this game in current gen. Without be, without it being a virtual world and seeing what it turned out to be, yeah. I think that it would be a much more interesting. Obviously, it'd be much more interesting. It's a whole different generation in terms of gaming, but like I think it could have been. I think it could be something really interesting. So I don't know. What if all the what if all the, the citizens were knocked out by sleeping gas and there's no one to worry about running into? Like, yeah. or maybe you can't be a bad Superman. What if you're what if what if that's the whole point? Is what kind of Superman would you be? Would you be a good Superman or a bad Superman? I don't know. It's interesting. Superman literally kills someone in that new Suicide Squad trailer, so anything can go now, I feel like. <laughs> anything so, can go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, that is the story of Superman, the new adventures of Superman on the N64, otherwise known as, as Superman 64. I almost said Spider-Man 64. I'll edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, but hopefully thank you, you enjoyed for it. bringing this, this wonderful story to us <laughs> and sharing this experience. I hope it was good. I'm worried that this will be a boring episode. Um, it seemed way better when I was watching it. In my mind. I was like, yeah, this would be great. This would be hilarious to cover. And then it just seemed so, it was just so repetitive and hard to describe. And I couldn't even tell, as soon as I couldn't even see what I, I couldn't tell what I was looking at. Like, what am I even looking at right now? So hopefully, Story Gores, you enjoyed this episode. Please, we would love to read your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives <laughs> yeah, on this game. I would love it. And, 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 and give us your take on what you think of between this and Spider-Man 64. I would love to know what people thought. Maybe the people liked this game more than Spider-Man. Maybe there's more to this than we realized that we know. I would love, I would be blown away in the best way possible if someone changed my perspective on this game. I think that would be awesome. If a huge Superman fan listens to this and I'm like no you're missing the whole point of this game and they shared a perspective or a thought that totally changed ours i that would be fantastic i would yeah. love to love this game if i could so let us know you never know i think it'll be hard it'll be an uphill battle for you for sure but i yeah. believe in you story goers uh just don't call us mean names or you probably won't read it so that's all <laughs> <laughs> let's be respectful here yeah. you'll get a cool sticker actually speaking of which uh email us at tales from the cartridge gmail.com all the e's are threes you can also find us on twitter and instagram comment on our posts or dm us whatever let us know what you thought and we will happily read those perspectives on our show um and you'll also get a super cool sticker maybe even a holographic tales in the cartridge sticker Ooh, fancy fancy you got a deal on them only got nine more but want to be yours <laughs> um but we will hopefully be back. We will be back. Yes, we will be Next back. weekend mm-hmm. uh, for our next episode, we have a couple scripts. We started like multiple scripts uh, trying to figure out which ones we wanted to do and such. But we will be back very shortly. And actually next month, Ryan, we got to talk about this, is our, is our one year anniversary. Yeah, and, yeah, and I was going to mention, Eric, the last episode was also our 50th episode. So both oh my God. one year and 50 episodes. Yeah, is so we're going to have to make wow. some exciting plans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. All right. That's exciting. Oh, my God. One year. One year. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, one year. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. We probably started recording our first episodes by now, I imagine. Right? Uh, we recorded five episodes. Probably. In yeah. July. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we must have just started. Mm-hmm. Wow. We'll have to look Good at times. the, the dates. Because it, it actually it should be um, our, our scripts are all um, out in the world. I think we need to be dated. Mm-hmm. We should start releasing our scripts 
for people to read. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. maybe that, that, that would be a true. good that would be a good like Patreon. Uh, yeah yeah like oh my god a, that'd a be basic great. tier you just have access to all of our ramblings our script ramblings that'd be awesome people <laughs> hey if, any, if anyone is interested in that let us know because we've yeah. been talking a little about patreon and the idea of it um but any feedback on that would be fantastic so yeah. and i didn't yeah we'll talk about that later we would we're not greedy people so we'll never be crazy only a hundred bucks yeah. you know at the base okay. level obviously just to keep us going <laughs> just to keep just us to keep going, going. <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah. i sit at my job and i go oh, i would love to just do tales for a living <laughs> yeah Maybe someday. One day, one day. I, I, I'll, I'll have my own therapist and my own <laughs> job doing tales. It'd be fantastic. But anyway, sorry, going on a whole ramble there. Sorry, Gores, we hope you're doing well. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure that your world is not virtual. Uh, and if it is, then please seek some help or uh, blow up a Brainiac's spaceship above your town. Um, and you'll be all set. So, But in the next time, we will see you in the next episode. Uh, take care and... Thanks. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> it's okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>